What's going on, everybody? Uh, hopefully you can all hear me. I've been having some computer issues today, so we'll see how that goes. Happy Tuesday. Good to be back in these streets. Hope you're having a good week. Hope you're having a good life. Hope you're having good vibes and good times. Because I'm trying to. Certainly trying to. All right. Well, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Fred Hampton Inn and Suites. We hope you're enjoying your stay. We hope you are... uh, uh, having good vibes, good life. Uh, and today I just, I, I, you know, there's been a lot on the news lately about this Trump indictment, which is okay. Big news. Fair enough. It is the, um, first time that a previous American president has been criminally indicted. Uh, you could argue that it was going to happen a couple of times before, but, uh, those are all federal charges. Uh, people like Nixon who ended up getting, uh, pardoned before any of those charges were brought up, but it's a a historic event, to say the least. Should it be? That's a whole other debate. That's a whole other question. And with just some of the media circus that's been going around with this, I wanted to try to figure out, at least from my perspective, uh, what's actually going to happen here. Now, just to give some background for people, if you are a person who does not pay any attention to politics, there was a man named Donald Trump who was our prior president, uh, used to host a a reality TV show, big New York guy, had been a business magnet for, or, you know, a business, uh, whatever the opposite of magnet is. Look, at this point, you got to know who Trump is. A couple things happened both during his campaign and also while he was president and also after his presidency, which have now opened him up to a lot of legal liabilities here and there. And I know everyone's favorite subject is law. (laughs) I know all of you really love to get into the nitty gritty details of some of this stuff. But since we're in a situation now where it looks like Trump is about to face charges, not just from this indictment in New York, but potentially from this election interference happening in Georgia, potentially from this uh, mishandling of uh, government documents or confidential documents in Florida, I, I think this is the first sort of uh, wave of uh, criminal prosecutions that we're going to see against Trump. I think there are probably more coming. And I just want to go over them legally first, or at least this indictment in New York, legally first, and then we can go over it politically. Uh, Again, if you know me, if you listen to this show, there are much bigger problems than Trump being indicted. Most people who are out here without access to health care, without uh, housing, you know, the last thing they want to do is join into this media circus and join into this, uh, I don't know, uh, this sort of liberal politique that we're we're seeing here. I don't know if you call it liberal or if you call it just just a mainstream kind of uh, January 6th hearings over and over and over and over again. You know, that that kind of news cycle. And there's definitely a tendency or there there's a there's a real risk of getting caught up in that. Uh, while material politics are happening all of all around us and continuing to deny us uh, basic human rights is what it comes down to. But that being said, uh, sometimes. You know, everyone likes to see an elephant. Everyone likes to see a trapeze artist every once in a while. And sometimes circuses are fun. 
And if they're not fun, they at least give your eyes something to look at. And I would feel, I guess, uh, it would feel stupid for me to not even go over the charges out of New York and give sort of a breakdown of that. So let's just get into it. (laughs) Okay, so Donald Trump was formally indicted, I believe, a couple of days ago, but he was actually arrested in the rain today. So what that means is that... uh, Uh, The indictment process was through a process called the grand jury. Now, the grand jury is something that a prosecutor can put together. Uh, Prosecutor, someone from like the district attorney's office, an attorney who does criminal prosecutions for the state. And this prosecutor, I believe his name is like uh, something Braggs, uh, ran in New York. And one of his political promises was, that if he was elected, he was going to prosecute Donald Trump. Well, he's come through on that promise. He goes through a process called the grand jury indictment. Now, what a grand jury is, is it's basically just a jury, a group of people that are selected specifically to hear special evidence or evidence that is presented by uh, the prosecutor's office And this evidence is different from a usual jury process. Now, in a usual sort of trial process, uh, the defendant or whoever's being accused would have the opportunity to rebut this evidence. They would have the opportunity to present information for their own defense. That's not what a grand jury indictment is. A grand jury indictment is basically putting together a jury and making the best possible case that you could make as to why the person who you're wanting to make into a defendant, who you're wanting to criminally charged, should be criminally charged. So it's a one-sided trial. Uh, It is literally a a situation where a prosecutor, without any sort of uh, like rules of evidence restrictions or anything like that, basically makes their case as to why this person uh, should be criminally charged. What does that mean? Well, it means two things. It means, one, that an indictment is not a great indication as to the underlying criminality of the suspect involved. Because it's a one-sided trial. You can imagine that if there were a competition, a basketball competition, and only one team showed up on the court, it would be weird if the team who didn't show up won that basketball game. Think of it like that. So an indictment is, it's completely one-sided, right? The only real way that you are going to uh, lose an indictment is if you there's just zero evidence. And even then, you still might be able to get a grand jury to indict someone. So the first thing is that it's not a great indication of underlying criminality. That's the first thing to remember with the grand jury indictment. But the second thing, which is somewhat related, is you can really indict anybody for just about anything. Uh, That might be a bit of an overstatement, but there's a famous saying, and I don't know who said it, but they said, uh, with a grand jury, you can indict a ham sandwich. And that is something to keep in mind with this, right? Because an indictment actually precedes the next step that we're talking about, which is where we came to today, which is the arrest. Now, what's an arrest? Um, An arrest is basically just when, uh, it doesn't even need to be when when cops, uh, I don't know, like track you down and chase you down or anything like that. It's basically when police officers are formally charging you with a crime. So, again, this is, the arrest itself is not indicative of innocence or guilt. And plenty of people get arrested who, especially people who have access to attorneys and and can actually defend their cases, plenty of people get arrested and later they're not convicted. Nothing happens. They are, they go through the case, the charges are usually dropped, that's not going to happen here. 
but the arrest itself is also not indicative of underlying criminality. Just because you've been indicted and just because you've been arrested doesn't mean you did it. So with all that basic stuff out of the way, Trump has been arrested now. He's been formally charged. And once he's now that he's been formally charged, we can kind of go past some of the media speculation as to what he had been charged with or what he supposedly did wrong. There's been a lot of speculation here. And that's mainly because one thing I neglected to mention about the grand jury indictment process is that that all happens behind closed doors. In other words, we don't know what information or what evidence the prosecutor presented. We don't know exactly what they were trying to charge him with, or we didn't know exactly what they were trying to charge Trump with because grand jury indictments, it's all happening behind closed doors. So a lot of what we've seen in the media up until this point has been speculation. Now, it's been a lot of it's been accurate speculations in, in some ways. Uh, the media had been speculating for a while that Trump was being indicted because of the payment to Stormy Daniels. That's in here in the grand jury indictment, not specifically the Stormy Daniels, but the, the misappropriation of, of funds uh, for that payment. That ended up being in here, but there's a lot more in here, and there's also a lot less in here now that the grand jury indictment itself has been unsealed. And the grand jury indictment doesn't become unsealed until the grand jury issues its indictment and then an arrest is made. So today is the first time we've all officially been able to actually see what Trump is actually being charged with. So let's go over that. What is he being charged with? So 34 counts, <laughs> okay, 34 counts, all of doing something called falsifying business records in the first degree. Okay, so what the fuck does any of this mean? Let's, let's, let's go over it a little bit, okay? And if you're getting bored, just say in the chat you're getting bored, but you're here, so I feel like you want to know it, okay? Counts. So each time you're charged with something, right, there's a count that you're charged with. Um, 34 counts, basically think of it as like 34 separate opportunities to, or 34 separate crimes that Trump is being charged with. Now that might sound like a lot. That might sound crazy. It might sound, uh, you know, uh, it might not make sense, but this is something that prosecutors do all the time. What they do when they have charging documents is they look for as many things that they could potentially uh, charge you with, a defendant with, and as they get closer to the case, some of those charges drop off because they don't want to prosecute all of them or they, they think they're not going to be able to, to have the evidence for it. I don't think that's going to happen here. But having those 34 counts is basically the strategy behind it is to try to make Trump play as much defense as possible. If he's going to be uh, fighting the, when he fights this case in court, the more counts you have, the more counts you have to prove, but the more counts you have, the more the defense has to come up with a goddamn defense for every one of these counts. So that's a lot of time, a lot of energy and if you're a prosecutor, the more counts you have against someone, the more negotiating room you have in getting a plea deal out of somebody. Now, again, I don't think that's going to happen here. I don't think there's going to be a plea deal because Trump's not going to take it. Why would Trump take it? There's no reason for Trump to take a plea deal here because he's not – I don't even think he's going to be offered one, frankly. But 34 counts is what we're facing here. And they're all of the same thing, which is falsifying business records in the first degree. So I'll go over this just a little bit. What, is, what the hell does this mean? So I think it's important to know what he's actually being charged with in this case. So falsifying records, business records in the first degree. I'll read the statute. So this comes under the... Uh, 
the penal code. So this is New York penal code, uh, section 175.10. So falsifying business records in the first degree. A person is guilty of falsifying business records in the first degree when he commits the crime of falsifying business records in the second degree and when his intent to defraud includes an intent to commit another crime or to aid or conceal the commission thereof. Don't know what that means? Are you confused? Let me see if I can help you through this. So falsifying business records in the first degree. You first have to do one thing, which is falsify business records in the second degree. What's falsifying business records in the second degree? Well, there's another penal code for that. There's another section of the penal code, which explains it more. So that section is section 175.05. And a person is guilty of falsifying business records in the second degree with intent to defraud if or when with intent to defraud, he, one, makes or causes a false entry in the business records of an enterprise, or two, alters, erases, obliterates, deletes, removes, or destroys a true entry in the business records of an enterprise, or three, omits to make a true entry in the business records of an enterprise in violation of a duty to do so, which he knows to be imposed upon him by law, or by the nature of his position, or four, prevents the making of a true entry or causes the omission thereof in the business records of an enterprise. Falsifying business records in the second degree is a class A misdemeanor. Let's go over a couple of things here, okay? I read a lot there, but basically, falsifying business records in the second degree means that you take some fake entry in, or, or you erase or you alter business records in such a way as to conceal what the records should have actually been. So you're omitting your, your, now why would people do this? Well, you know, like it's money laundering sometimes, right? Like there are all kinds of situations where you'd want to falsify business records, where you'd want to cook your books. But the big thing here is there has to be one, an intent to defraud, which means that they have to prove here first that Trump, through what's being called this payment to Stormy Daniels, was intending to show or omit or erase or obliterate, remove, whatever, was intending to, to, to falsify the business records. Why is intent important? Well, that's a mind state. What you have to prove is a state of mind. That's a harder burden of proof when you have the intent element. Now, there's a lot of crimes where intent is part of it, but you're already getting into a zone where you have to prove Trump's state of mind with this. And if we remember anything from how this payment allegedly happened, it was Michael Cohen who did it, Trump's attorney, which means that Michael Cohen's testimony as to Trump's intent to defraud is going to be necessary to prove that Trump intended to defraud. So what does that mean? That means that the prosecution, to a large extent, is going to have to de depend on Michael Cohen's testimony to get a conviction. And Michael Cohen is somebody who, mind you, has already pleaded guilty to, I believe, uh, to already took a plea deal because he perjured himself during, I think, a congressional hearing. And why does that matter? Well, if you perjure yourself, then, which is perjury is just lying under oath. If you've already perjured yourself, then all you have to do as a defense attorney is attack that witness's credibility and say, well, aren't you already a liar before the courts? Haven't you just, didn't you, didn't your relationship with Trump just like uh, go south because you uh, were caught lying for him? under oath and didn't you flip witness in order to protect your own ass that's all that's what they're going to do to cohen unless they have other witnesses here which we'll see other witnesses who um can talk about 
Trump's state of mind, his intent to defraud, that's going to be a hard charge to put up. But remember, that's just the uh, that's just falsifying business records in the second degree. If we go all the way to the first degree, then we also need the intent to defraud in order with an with it, which includes an intent to commit another crime or to aid or conceal the commission thereof. Now, what's the other crime? It's my understanding the other crime is the uh, the some campaign finance issue, whereupon the funds that were used to pay off Stormy Daniels came from some kind of um, campaign finance funds, which would be, you know, a federal crime. Now, why is this all so important? I know this is a lot. Stop me if you're not understanding it or if it doesn't make sense or if I'm spending too much time on it. But I just want to emphasize that this is a very difficult standard of proof with a lot of barriers here. This is not in any way, shape, or form a slam dunk case. And I anticipate we're going to see a lot in the media coming forward about how they're going to get him on this one. This is it. They're going to get him. But on this one, personally, I think it's a weak case just from the charges and from going through the grand jury indictment. Literally every charge, every count of the grand jury indictment relies on the the crime of falsifying business records in the first degree. So that means you have to show all the intent stuff from second degree and then show that there was an intent to commit another crime. Uh, And you're relying on a witness who has already perjured himself on the stand to prove that in Michael Cohen. That's going to be difficult. Now, there's probably more information here that we don't know of yet. Maybe there are more witnesses. Maybe someone else has turned heel. Then, I don't know, you might have something. But one thing I did want to note from all of these different, all of these 34 counts, they all happen in July of 2017. All the different events, well, they're not all July of 2017, but there are, what I find interesting about this grand jury indictment is that there's really only a couple of counts, maybe just the one, which deals with the Michael Cohen specifically which is the payment that we all think is actually at issue here, right? That Stormy Daniels payment. And this is, uh, well, there's count 26, 29 does it as well. But there are certain checks where apparently this is where the Stormy Daniel payment comes from. But what what's confusing to me in this in these counts, and what I find actually may have some teeth to it, is they have a lot of different check numbers. And they have a lot of different payments involved here. Not all of these 34 counts are about the same Stormy Daniels payment. At least it seems that way. In fact, many of them are not. The majority of them seem to not be. They're on different dates, payments for different dates to different people. Some of them go to the Trump organization, some of these checks. Some of these checks go to... um, uh, different entities. So it seems like they're trying to go after him for more than just a Stormy Daniels payment. And if that's the case, um, one, they have to prove the intent to defraud for a criminal purpose on each and every one of these counts, which will be very difficult, I would imagine. Or maybe they have some, maybe they, I don't know, when they look through his books and they figure this out, Maybe a lot of these payments are legitimately, uh, maybe they have some kind of ace in the hole to make them think that they can get them for every one of these payments. Because if you're just looking at a guy's ledger and you feel confident enough to charge him for all these different checks on that ledger, maybe they know something I don't. But why do I, why do I bring all of this up generally? Let's 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 step back a little bit from the legal analysis. I know you're all very excited about that, right? 
very, very excited about that. Uh, <laughs> you've all earned a little bit of your law degree here already, but why, why did I really want to talk about this? And sort of not really talk as much about the political implications. Although, look, I, th I think politically, if you're going to prosecute Trump, you don't do this one. This one is a weak sauce to me. If you're going to prosecute Trump, you go for the Georgia election case. Even the documents in, in Florida, I've heard a lot of people talking now, especially like there's some legal analysts out there who are saying, yes, the Florida document thing is what you get Trump on. I don't know. I don't know because that one's too easy for him to just in a jury trial to talk about how, well, Joe Biden did it. These other people did it. And I think that actually works with a jury, honestly. I think I think with a jury, if you can show that this is a political prosecution, that this is unfair, if you find a good defense attorney, uh, they won't convict you. You could really get out of it. And I think that one of the one of the reasons I really wanted to talk about this indictment is I think this one is not only is it going to boost like Trump's numbers, uh, it's going to weaken the other cases. I believe I really do believe it's going to weaken those other cases. Prosecutorial discretion is a thing. What do I mean by that? Basically, prosecutors, right? Remember when we talked about when you get arrested, police officers. They charge you with crimes, and then you, uh, you're arraigned, and then you have to wait until your case happens. Well, usually what happens, not in this case because there's a grand jury indictment, but usually what happens is after you're arrested and the police charge you with different crimes, the prosecutor looks over that list of crimes that the police charge you with and fixes them or finds more appropriate charges to uh, levy against you. Why? Because cops are not lawyers. And they have an idea of what you may have done that's illegal. But eventually, a lawyer's got to prove or a lawyer's got to pick the appropriate charges. Which means that prosecutors in the United States always have this discretion to choose what charges they bring up against you and what charges they don't. Or hell, even if they bring charges up against you. That's a power that prosecutors have. A prosecutor can look at a situation. Let's say you get into a fight at the bar with another guy who's your buddy and you're drunk and you're both arrested and in the jail, you're all having a good time and saying, oh, you're sobering up and you're fine. Well, you're arrested for what? Disorderly conduct. And I don't know. At that point, if you fought your buddy, it could be assault. It could be battery. So you're arrested on like criminal battery charges, but the prosecutor looks over the charges a couple of days later, once you've all sobered up and you're out of jail, says, well, these two drunk idiots just had a fight. It's not worth our time. They're friends. There's no victim here, whatever. And just drops the charges. That happens all the time. So I bring up prosecutor prosecutorial discretion, because here the prosecutors had full discretion on what to bring forth and not. And sometimes, I know this is cross-jurisdiction, so it doesn't really matter, like, the guy, this, this, this attorney general in New York really could give two shits about what's going on in Georgia or Florida, because he can't prosecute Trump in those states. The only place where he can prosecute Trump is in the state where he's the attorney general. Um, which is New York. But I think if you were, I think if you were looking to actually try to get Trump in prison, if that was the whole goal here, it would be better for some kind of cross-coordination. And in that cross-coordination, I think it would have been better for them not to bring charges in New York. This is too easy to beat. And I say that as someone who, you know, full disclosure, I have, it's been a long time since I've done any kind of criminal law. I am doing 
civil litigation, baby. I am all up in these contracts. I am, if you got businesses that are suing each other, that's what I'm doing, right? It's all money, 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 people suing each other for money. That's it, right? This is a classy felony. So I'm not, this is out of my wheelhouse. I'll admit that. But you're talking about a classy felony, which can, uh, the sentence for a classy felony is, I believe it's anywhere from one to like five years in prison in New York. So a sentence of one to five years. So you're talking about putting a former president in prison for one to five years. So what does that mean? You already have a population where at least 30% of people really want this motherfucker to be president again, have voted for him. Uh, You're bringing him into a state court. You're relying on witnesses to charge him who themselves have admitted to being liars and lying under oath. You're charging him with basically criminal secretarial, uh, uh, (laughs) I don't know, like criminally not getting the numbers right in your books. And look, I'm not trying to downplay that. Like, yeah, of course it's shady to lie about, who you're paying, paying people under the table, uh, taking campaign funds from, uh, 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 what do you call these, these, uh, you know, his supporters and using them to pay off your porn stars. I get it. But this to me is a very, very weak case. I, I, I think he beats it. Not only do I think he beats it, I think it fucks over the other cases. It's hard to say this is not a political prosecution. I'm just going to flat out say that. Y'all know I fucking hate Trump, too. Y'all know I can't stand this motherfucker. But, like, I am having trouble wrapping my mind around what the fuck the plan is in New York right now. Now, again, there's a lot of these counts here, and it's only been a day, and I haven't been able to go super in-depth over... I mean, look, you you can go over the counts. I'll... I'll, I'll um. I'll post the indictment here in the chat, people. Um, But they don't tell you too much. There's not too much detail here, aside from like specific check numbers and dates of payments. Now, maybe you can track down a lot with that. If you want to be a little investigator, go go for it. I've been able to read over the indictment. I haven't been able to track down each each and every one of these payments. So I say that because maybe there are some payments here that are different from the Stormy Daniels one. Maybe there's been a pattern in practice of doing this falsification of business records. And in that way, I would not be surprised. But based on what I know right now, it's weak sauce. It's a very weak case. Especially, and, and that's the case itself. Like, let's, let's pull back from the pol- political aspects of the case. Forget that he's the former president. Forget that these, this, uh, you know, this DA, this district attorney said that ran on the promise that he was going to prosecute Donald Trump. Like, forget all this, the, the political background of this shit. Forget that there was 30% of voters or 40% of voters or whatever who voted for this guy. Um, we don't even need to pay attention to all of that right now. The charges themselves seem super weak. Super, super weak, at least in my opinion. Now, maybe they got some good attorneys in the uh, New York DA's office or the AG's office. I don't know. Maybe they are, they're set and rearing to go. But if I was Trump's attorney and if I was Trump, I'm thinking this is a fucking slam dunk, dude. I'm thinking, yo. Now, I'm going to get to show up in court. I'm going to get to do this shit of like, my attorneys are going to be able to call this motherfucker who called, who's who's their star witness, a liar. I'm going to be able to bring up the fact that the DA or the, the, the whoever this guy is, that he ran with the soul uh, or with one of his campaign promises being to prosecute me. 
I'm going to talk about how this is a political witch hunt, how it's this and that. And I'm about to beat a case. And as soon as I beat that case, it's going to, you know, that entire sort of like momentum of my innocence is going to carry over to these other cases. Because once you beat a case, you put it up and you say, hey, this is all political. This is bullshit. It's wrong. Uh, And people buy that. And that's been the dominating story. Even if the people outside of the the jury don't buy it. um, The subsequent cases. uh, You might have a jury being more convinced by that argument that this is all politics. Which only adds to this motherfucker's demagoguery. I swear to God, like. You know how you know we live in like the fucked up bizarro world? is everyone who's fighting Trump on, you know, the so-called Democratic left, I'm not even calling them left, but the Democrats, the mainstream people who are always fighting Trump, they refuse to say the things or pursue the things that would actually beat this motherfucker's ass. You know what would do it? Hey, I'm about to give you uh, more health care. Hey, I'm about to make sure you get paid more. He can't do that. I can do that. He won't do it. The actual policy shit is what you need to beat Trump. You, you th- Just give people a better deal. You will never beat Trump by just saying, oh, he's a criminal, he's bad, he's this. That's not the way to go about it. Because frankly, shit, I, frankly, If you accurately believe, I will say accurately believe that so many of these politicians and these leaders who have been leading this country have been crooks. So many of them have been leaving you behind, have been, have not cared about you or your interests as a voter, about campaign promises, have mishandled classified documents themselves, have paid off people who they fucked or whatever fucked around with Trump ain't the first motherfucker to do this shit and if you think people like don't have a lot of skepticism towards the narratives of oh this guy's bad and he's a crook and he's this and that that message loses a lot of its potency when all the people telling you it telling you about that shit are committing the same crimes are doing some of the same shit that's the other thing I didn't even get into with this. Apparently, there were some very similar charges that could have been brought up against Hillary Clinton. And here we go. Here comes a political circus again. The real political circus. Da, 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 da. Here, he said, she said, you guys do this. No, you guys do this. And all of us are just bombasted and blasted with all this bullshit. And as long as policy doesn't change, neither do the conditions which create a populace which is willing to vote for someone like Donald Trump. You, the only way to beat Donald Trump is give people better politics, give them better policy, give them, give them a better world. Deliver, you dumbass bitch. Like, what the fuck? Deliver. Deliver on the shit. But they won't do that because they can't do that because they serve the same system props up their political elitism that props up the haves over the have-nots. If you serve the same master, you cannot suddenly start destroying destroying that house. You live in that house. So the only alternative that these motherfuckers have now is the weaponization of systems which have already been weaponized against have-nots for a long time. If you know anything about the history of the movement in America, you know that the police, the FBI, the CIA, against black empowerment movement, communists, yes, W.B. Martin, I fucking killed him, straight up. I believe that shit. The evidence is terrible that 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 Jack Jack Ruby or whatever the fuck his name was, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. I always get all these motherfuckers confused. 
uh, John Wilkes Booth. No, that's the one who killed Lincoln. <laughs> you know the guy's name. You know, what's his name? God damn. Let me just look him up. But the guy that killed MLK, that shit is that shit looks real phony. I'm not gonna lie. James Earl Ray, thank you, North. James Ray, thank you. Yeah, that. But you look into this shit, and 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 look. Once you see that kind of history, that that uh, the government is not above, and not just the government. I don't. I hate to say that. The interests of power, the people who are benefiting from the system as is, the people who do not want things to change because they're doing just fine. The 1%, and even more so, the 1% of the 1%. Uh, they've done some shit to maintain this system. They really have. And I think that generally, when you see how they're going after Trump, the conditions are beginning to be set for this guy to be seen as some kind of like movement martyr if he hasn't already been seen like it. Because if you're using the same tactics of criminalizing, I mean, look, is he a criminal? Yes. For sure. But like, is that, I, I guess my problem is, look, if you're attacking him for being a criminal, they don't care that he's a criminal. They care that they don't want him to be president again. They think he's too destructive to their own power. And Trump is, don't get me wrong, Trump, Trump in my mind, is a, a Clear, really is. He doesn't care rule of law. He really like he just does not give a shit about rule of law. He doesn't care about rights or privileges or whatever. I'm not saying I pass all this anti-trans legislation, but he probably would just to keep certain parts of his base happy. He does not give a fuck about the Constitution. He wants to have military like North Korea style parades and shit. This guy, this guy has all the makings of someone who constantly just serves his own ego at the detriment of all of us. But he also has the makings of a demagogue. He, got it. he really does. And he didn't, he's not a person who was, uh, what a lot of these these MSNBC types fail to understand, really fail to understand about Trump and really fail to understand about how we got to where we got to is that it's not a matter of all of our voters or the American voting populace having these personal moral failings. This isn't a morality issue. Vote for Trump as the country voters. Uh, his voters voted for Trump because things were so bad. Because things were so, they were desperate, and if you don't change those stances in voting for Trump, or that that led to him being elected in the first place then nothing's going to change. Okay. So can everyone still hear me okay? I've seen we've maybe some audio issues. And like I said, my internet's been shitty all day. Um, what else is new? But uh, I just want to wrap up and... Uh, take some calls if you if you want to discuss. I mean, there's so much other things, so many other things we could discuss too that, that are going on that are more important or more 
uh, outside of Trump, right? There's a whole world out there. Finland joining NATO is pretty wild. That's expanding. Uh, NATO pressure, NATO presence on Russia's border by something like, uh, I think I heard today, Alex, 600 miles. Uh, that's not great. That doesn't look like things are really going great there. Uh, um, that doesn't really seem like it. There are other things that I was... Uh, I mean, I know uh, if we want to keep it on the side, DeSantis is doing as well. Uh, it's not fun. That's that's absolutely not fun, but. Appeal being denied, uh, and then if if you uh, let me know, just say yes. Maybe I'll... Um, or who put like a I don't know. Is there an emoji for audio issues? Maybe do the crying emoji. <laughs> do that if there are audio issues. Tell me that, and I can I can figure them out. But uh, okay, okay, uh, yeah. But that's uh, I guess I'll wrap up the indictment stuff. So, what does all this mean that we kind of got over the grand jury indictment? Obviously, this is going to be all over the news. Obviously, there are going to be people talking about this, and it's going to be a huge uh, news cycle. Uh, we already know Trump's numbers are going to go up. They already have. I think they're going to jump more. I think, I don't think he's going to be convicted. I just don't see that happening. But I th- how bold do I want to get with these predictions? How bold? I don't want. To, I don't want to speak it into existence. But I can see Trump becoming the next president of the United States. Regaining it, I think it might happen. You know what? I'm going to predict it. I think Trump's going to be the president again. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking sucks, dude. That sucks. I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. But what I see happening is here comes all this free press again. People are going to talk, talk, talk. But people that you, you know, from January 6th to all the shit that he's really done. It's, whoa, that's fucked up. It's a Stormy Daniel porn star thing. It just makes him look like he's being persecuted. Like, am I crazy for thinking that? Is no one else seeing that? He looks like, I mean, for getting some some fucking strange, you're trying to give this motherfucker a class felony for paying off someone to the, that they didn't tell him they were fucking, and you're trying to this is to democracy or whatever like dude you for people who checkers on this board dude especially when the stretch that's the one thing i failed to mention and then i'll take peter's call is with the indictment too uh this this sort of interpretation and application of this penal statute of this uh uh falsifying business records in the Has not been. Uh, this is this is this is what it's going to look like. It's you have 
try to get a motherfucker with a new application of a law for years someone and all of this was over i don't know blowjob from that cutty like dog please stop stop like i i i i think ugh. i think it's gonna make him so fucking popular he becomes president again because what's biden doing on the other side he ain't doing shit the only other chance we'd have i guess is like mary Fuck it. If she's home running, all in. <laughs> like, because who else? But they're probably not even going to let that girl on the primary stage, honestly. They're going to fucking drop her in Arizona, give her some. They're going to put her ass up there in Sedona, some fucking crystals and uh, <laughs> a shaman with a didgeridoo. And uh, I don't know, maybe she floats away and never comes back. Uh, and and uh, obviously Marianne is not like some kind of, um, you know, everyone calls her crystal lady and all that shit. She's uh, honestly. Um, but let's, let's, uh, that's enough of, of that. Let's go ahead and take Peter's call. Um, Peter, hey, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Hey, bye. How are you? I- I'm good. I'm just a little confused as to why those to actually pursue this indictment yeah i mean i appreciate your honesty i'll tell you that i mean i i truly believe that uh trump could be the next president (laughs) because uh i mean um you're you're spot on just 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 let me start with that and uh, i feel the exact same way and now I'm going to lay out the strategy for Trump, <laughs> how to just have a fantastic cu- comeback. Okay. Yeah, please do. Let's see. Let's hear it. Yeah. These people are yeah. listening right yeah. now. Yeah, just you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so first of all, uh, his uh, New York City charges. He should say, "MLK, <laughs> our great civil rights leader, was once prosecuted for perjury for." tax returns and the mlk faced a old white jury and the, the the jury found him not guilty of a perjury so in other words the prosecutor back then put mlk on trial for i guess uh errors in tax return i calling that uh intentional lie to the government as a perjury right so he can say, you know, look, these are crooked prosecutors, you know, so he can do that. On the Mar-a-Lago search, he can come out and say the Espionage Act is a complete, a complete piece of shit because uh, it is being used for prosecute like Julia Assange, Daniel Ellsberg. He said they always falsely claim I'm a Russian spy. I can never be a Russian spy. I'm I'm so rich. So these people just use this espionage law to go after innocent people. If I'm the president, I'm going to repeal the espionage uh, 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 act and uh, and the pardon whatever, yeah. whoever. And uh, he can literally make him like a hero, even to the left, to the libertarians, to the independent. So, so just that two cases itself, he has a fantastic opportunity, in my opinion. Uh, of course, it's crazy talk, yeah. crazy thoughts. Just literally, just following you, your example, <laughs> you know. So yeah, no, I, I think you're spot on. I think, look, if Trump is willing to compare himself to Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> you know, don't for can think he won't compare himself to MLK. Uh, and he of all the candidates who have talked he's about shameless. the deep state, yeah, he's shameless, absolutely shameless. But of all the candidates who have talked about the deep state, who have talked about um, the uh, sort of yeah, all, uh, all the issues again, the overextension of our criminal justice system to prosecute uh, people for political purposes. Uh, he he's been pretty. I don't say consistent, but very outspoken out of that, that shit. So,
this I don't understand it, but I'm not going to like, some people like Trump said, committed the crime, even the same in law. I agree, but we don't do, it's not what we do with law. And it's the question of who prosecute and when to prosecute and not prosecute. I think that is explicitly in law. And I do think at a certain point, you have to ask yourself, or think my audio is bad. Um, I do think at a certain point, you have to ask or start to um, consider what's the damage of pursuing this prosecution. What if we go over, what if we go after too many uh, issues? which are kind of, you know, like faulty, cheesy issues, whatever. And that destroys the potency of our really good cases that we have to go against them. And, you know, part of me thinks that he shouldn't even be queued for really anything at this point. It's all just going to look political. If you don't want him to be president again, just leave him alone. Let him, if, if he didn't have anything else to talk about right now, I mean, like, he'd still be talking about the election fraud. Now he's got this whole, whole subject to be like, I'm being prosecuted. Look, they don't want us to win. The deep state is a thing. It's a, if I was a big QAnon guy, I'd be fucking fired up right now. I'd be like, hell yeah, the storm's coming. The fucking daddy Trump is coming. Look how they're going after him. We're, this is warfare. This. Are existential. This is what makes those stakes seem existential. So I th- and and what has Biden got in return? You know, he's got the war in Ukraine. He's got uh, very sleepy tendencies. Uh, shit, he's got none to strike back on, and he doesn't have the momentum of the recency bias of all of us realizing how fucking bad it was to have Trump as president. People have already forgotten to a large extent. So he ain't got shit. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm I'm very shocked that the, the January 6th investigation had not come to the conclusion that Trump should be charged. I thought that one is a like a slam dunk case. Yeah. And uh, instead they spread go go after him all over the place. It's it's not a good look at all. Not a good look. It's not a good look. Uh, but yeah, being Teflon Don, baby. That that uh that will definitely come to help him. Come out. Yep. Again, thank you so much for being honest about uh, your take on, yeah, on, on, cool. on on this Trump case. Of course, really, I mean, really I, I appreciate. It. Yeah, anytime, anytime. Um, and I know it's a lot of legalese and a lot of like talk. I, you know, I'm always balancing with doing this podcast. First of all, I work at the nuts, and I've barely been able to look at anything. So. Uh, preparing for this podcast and everything. I usually like to do a lot of research, like put some time in, or I just call Bill and we talk about Jody Foster uh, and Buffalo Bill and shit. I don't know. It's like one or the other, right? If I don't have time to do all the preparation and everything, then I, I call someone and uh, Bill or something and we just bullshit around, right? But most of the time, uh, I don't know. I didn't want to not do... Uh, the podcast today that uh, I had to miss last week because things were crazy. Things are still crazy this week. So uh, having a nice short episode wouldn't be uh, too bad because then I could go for my run and then I could also do all this work that I haven't been able to do today. Yada, yada, yada. And you know how to I definitely appreciate everyone coming out. I did want to talk about this because I know going over the truth can be very boring. The the there's a real huge between uh, what people think about the legal process and 
how it actually works or what people hear in the news and what the stakes actually are. Especially the more we get into this sort of mainstream media news cycle where it is an entertainment business and not a, a news business. And that is what it is. Advertisers have uh, need eyeballs, baby. And if your network is dependent on advertisers paying to advertise, then you need eyeballs. And it turns out that sometimes doing dry shit like this, as you can see, or dry like uh, explanations of what's going on. That shit can be boring. We want to, you know, like fucking do drugs. And <laughs> do other Fuck to just. Just turn off, man. So I get it, but you know when these news networks, all they're going to be talking about is I guarantee you everything on Fox News is going to be like it's a witch hunt, witch hunt, witch hunt, witch hunt, witch hunt. Which, you know, Trump's not a witch, but they're definitely hunting him here. I'll say that. Doesn't mean that what Trump did isn't wrong. It is wrong. Everything's done. I mean, like, but all you're going to hear on MSNBC is criminal, 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 blah 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 blah. You know, it's just like what? No one wants to say what what the like the potential chances are of this going through i don't see it i don't see this one happen if it happens i'll be fucking nuts and look i i would say i would be happy wrong but honestly i'm not a big fan of the criminal justice system at all when it comes to i mean if if you really want to get into controversial opinions i would i would let a lot of people out of jail I mean, you'd have to have other things for them to do, but uh, if you've ever been to a prison, those places are not meant for reformation. We are not helping anybody, not even the victims of crimes by putting these people in, into these prisons. They're like pig pens, man, and they're worse. Concrete jungles where they strip every ounce of humanity out of you and where you, you survive by purging that humanity from yourself, by getting involved in worse activities, you know? Like, what the fuck kind of system does that and expects a good outcome? That doesn't help us. Uh, so I would get rid of a lot of, like, crimes, generally. Like, a lot of the criminal shit is not justice. And there are so many countries which have much, much better outcomes because they have fucking sane criminal justice uh, policies and the way that they treat prisoners and the emphasis being on reform and on treatment and they're better resourced. Turns out that has a really good return rate of return. So it's wild, you know, the, 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 the degree to which we rely on criminal criminalizing all behavior and then prosecuting it. So, uh, uh, you know, a bit of an aside, but I, I don't, It seems like America is this this hammer. Trump, the with Trump is the criminal and stupid people who voted for him. They voted for this stupid criminal someone becoming president of the most powerful country in the world because they're dumb and a criminal. You get someone voting for someone like that because the system has become so corrupt and flawed and unable to meet the actual demands of its people that they hit the, the, the goddamn uh, eject button. They hit the panic button. And that's what this is. You know, this prosecution in particular, 34, 34 counts, 
all of criminally falsifying business records in the first degree. They got to prove the intent that he intended to falsify the records. That's already going to be hard because how, how much was Trump? Let's be honest, folks. How much do we think Trump himself was looking at all the pains on all every transaction that was going on with his campaign? Fuck. About the numbers. Was Trump runners here? Was he spending his nights up with an Excel spreadsheet to figure out where the payments go? No. He was making America great again. He was touring the country doing. Um, so 